Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. As we start today on the eve before the anniversary of Martin Luther King Jr.'s assassination in 1968, we begin a series featuring his book, Strength to Love. It is a compilation of the sermons he delivered to his parishioners during the now legendary 1955 bus boycott in Montgomery, Alabama which is the foundational event of the civil rights movement in the United States. This book, which Nancy mentioned is a, uh, I think she called it a wonderful book or a fabulous book. I call it an illuminating resource for it really shows us the manner in which Martin Luther King combined his deeply held theological belief in the interdependent nature of all life and his method for moving towards nonviolence as he advocated for social change at a time when violence and lawlessness was rampant. And in the midst of that tempest, he was emphatic in his message of nonviolence. Here's what he said. We must work passionately and unrelentingly for full stature as citizens. But may it never be said, my friends, that to gain it, we used the inferior methods of falsehood, malice, hate, and violence. The invitation of this book is beautifully stated by Coretta Scott King, his his wife. She wrote in the foreword, quote, love, truth, and courage to do what is right should be our own guideposts on this lifelong journey. So as we begin our exploration of putting faith into action, which is what Martin Luther King did, he did not separate his faith from his social active methods. What he did is he put his faith into action. We also have the opportunity of understanding how our faith can become that force from within which impels us forward to do the right things through love, truth, and courage. And you know, he demonstrated this in a manner that reminded me, how many of us have been to an IMAX theater? Okay, you know, the screen is like bigger than life. It's surround sound, and sometimes it had 3D effects. Well, I think Martin Luther King's life and the manner in which he combined his faith with social activism is like an IMAX experience. It's bigger than life. It's surround sound, so it's very, very clear. You cannot miss the message. 
And so in our message today, and harmless as doves, we're focusing on the power of blending opposites, of moving beyond either or thinking and being. We're looking at blending these opposites as the necessity in our social justice advocacy to combine the strength of a tough mind with the compassion of a tender heart. And we heard that in licensed practitioners Nancy's opening prayer about the tough mind that we focus, but we also have a tender heart of compassion. And for Martin Luther King, this was all within the context of what he called one loving presence, a presence that gives us courage to rise above the tempest of injustice and to embrace the strength to love. Now, this is not a foreign concept for those of us that are studying science of mind. Many of us are familiar with Ernest Holmes saying, you know, thought plus feeling equals demonstration. Well, thought, Emma put it this way, hold, uh, turn from the face of appearances and hold steadfast to the truth. So Emma Curtis Hopkins, known as the metaphysical teacher of teachers, showed us that, okay, there is a situation requiring change. Turn from the face of that appearance and hold steadfast to truth. Martin Luther King put it in terms of tough mind, tender heart, in the context of one loving presence. So his, his approach is very much reinforced by the teachings of science of mind. And so the so social justice advocacy, tough mind, tender heart in the context of one loving presence is a reinforcement, a reassurance to each of us that there is an ever-present presence of support and guidance. And our wish is for you to have that connection of the internal connection of spirit within you. And so that's what we're going to explore is a three-pronged approach of tough mind, tender heart within the context of one loving presence. Sound exciting? Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. Tough mind. Why tough mind? Martin Luther King was very specific about what a tough mind helps us do. It uh, provides a firmness of purpose and a solidness of commitment. Now, earlier when people were arriving, I had a lovely conversation about commitment. It's kind of like it's on my calendar, and if someone says, can I meet with you at such and such a time, it's like, what day is that? And if it's on the day of that commitment, it's like, nope, sorry, can't do it. So Martin Luther King is saying to us, firmness of purpose. We know what it is that we are seeking, and there is a solidness, a firmness, a steadfastness of commitment. And he did not mince words describing the necessity of a tough mind. He said, few people have the toughness of mind to judge critically 
and to discern the true from the false, the fact from the fiction. One of the great needs of mankind is to be lifted above the morass of false propaganda. And if we think of our congregational singing this morning that Kristen led us in, up, up, up to a higher place, well, this is exactly what he's saying. A tough mind helps us rise up above being uh, allured and caught up in false thinking. Now, he has great clarity in his message where he describes the characteristics of tough mind. Incisive thinking. I mean, I love his words. Incisive thinking. Realistic appraisal. Decisive judgment. Sharp and penetrating. And this is one of my favorite. Breaking through the crusts of legends and myths. I think of like the crust on a pie, you know, where you kind of cut through and then the oozy, juicy filling comes through. It's like, that's what a tough mind is. You break through the crust of legends and myths. And why toughness of mind? Again, because it gives us two things. It gives us firmness of purpose and solidness of commitment. And the Montgomery bus boycott was a perfect example of how he applied this. What he articulated was an immediate goal, the desegregation of city buses, yet he elevated the purpose and commitment to the ultimate goal of healing and regenerating an entire population. Here's what he said. The basic conflict is not really over the buses. Yet we believe that if the method we use in dealing with equality in the buses can eliminate injustice within ourselves, we shall at the same time be attacking the basis of injustice, man's hostility toward man. Well, again, this reinforces science of mind. We talk about change our thinking, change our life. It's like if we want an outside change, what do we do? We go to the cause, and the cause is always our thought. And so it's important that we are aware that tough mind isn't being, shall we say, rigid. It's being committed with firmness of purpose, knowing what we want and being committed to taking the necessary action to move forward. And that brings us to the second part, being tough-minded without a tender heart. It leads towards callousness. It leads towards the brutality that we see in the world. And we realize that all of life is not mental. So it isn't about thinking. It's thought plus feeling. And so our tough-mindedness without a tender heart is described by Martin Luther King as cold 
and he detached. And he describes that what can happen is we fall into a pattern of not connecting with individuals, person to person. Suddenly, people are simply a tool to get something done. It's like a number. It's like a cog in the wheel. It's like, what can you do for me? There is no connection without a tender heart. And he said, he paints a very dim picture of what happens without a tender heart. If we succumb to the temptation to use violence in our struggle for freedom, unborn generations will be the recipients of a long and desolate night of bitterness. And our chief legacy to them will be never-ending reign of chaos. Now, can you imagine articulating that as that is the legacy we leave when we make a choice towards violence? He was advocating and saying, yes, change must happen. And we must be firm in where we're going, but we must open our hearts. We must have a tender heart. He did not spend a lot of time talking about what a tender heart looked like. He spent quite a bit of time showing us what it looks like if we do not have a tender heart. So how do we quell the savageness of humanity and create a gentle world? Well, a tender heart is grounded in the law of vibration. And for those of us that recently finished Hermetics class, we learned about the law of vibration. We know that the law of vibration is attractive in its nature. And Dr. Michael Bernard Beckwith describes the potency of a tender heart this way. To the degree that you attune yourself to the vibrancy of love, compassion, truth, discernment, and honesty. A vibration will go forth from you that contributes to the upliftment, up, 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 of your own consciousness and to the collective consciousness in essence, when we choose to have a tender heart, when we align with love, compassion, harmony, truth, and we discern right from wrong, in essence, we are a beneficial presence. Our very presence is the vibration of a tender heart. And in its nature, it is attractive which means it attracts more of it to us. And so when we combine the power, the focus of a tough mind with a tender heart, we are combining opposites. We are combining opposites. We are moving away from a natural tendency of either or. So we could be all soft, warm, fuzzy, loving, and not have that zeal, that commitment, that uh, absolute focus on where it is that we're going. Or we could have total focus, but we don't have the compassion. 
Martin Luther King shares with us how we can combine the opposites of a tough mind with a tender heart so that we can go forward to resolve the issues we face today being harmless as a dove. And so that was always in the context of one loving presence. See, he strongly advocated for tough mind, tender heart, because it was in the context of one loving presence. He absolutely believed in the interdependence of all nature. He knew that there was no separation. And once again, is that not science of mind? Look at our teaching symbol, the circle. It's eternal. There's nothing outside of it. God is all there is. And we are of it. Not with it, of it. Which means my wish is for that connection with spirit that resides within. And so his his anchor as he moved forward in his social justice advocacy, specifically nonviolence, was that there is a loving presence that binds all of us, that binds all of life together in unity, harmony, and love. And that he did turn to this loving presence for strength and guidance to rise above the tempest of social injustice. He also reminded others that they too are always supported by this loving presence. So I would like to conclude this morning's message with uh, a passage from his first sermon in the book, A Tough Mind and a Tender Heart. And he says, When we are staggered by the chilly winds of adversity and battered by the raging storms of disappointment, and when through our folly and sin we stray into some destructive far country and are frustrated because a strange feeling of homesickness, we need to know that there is someone, and that's with a capital S, who loves us, cares for us, understands us, and will give us another chance. When days grow dark and nights grow dreary, we can be thankful that God combines in his nature a creative synthesis of love and justice that will lead us through the life's dark valleys and into sunlit pathways of hope and fulfillment will lead us from life's dark valleys and into sunlit pathways of hope and fulfillment. Truly, the combination of a tough mind and a tender heart leads us to that place of hope and fulfillment. Let us pray. In this now moment, recognizing one, one power, one presence, one loving presence that binds all of nature in unity, harmony, and the vibration of love.
I know I am of it, for there is no separation. There is nothing outside of this one presence. I am of it. And as I am of it, each person here, all of life is of this one loving presence. And so right here and right now, I claim and affirm and I speak my word for and about moving forward with tough mind and tender heart. That there is a willingness to focus on that which is ours to do, to hold steadfast to truth that we are all interdependent and that we open our heart to the law of vibration of love and that we allow love, which is a mighty attractor factor, to attract to us and to our cause and to our purpose that highest vibration of good where anything that is unlike it flows back into the nothingness from which it came. There is nothing to sustain it. And I claim and affirm that there is an open heart that moves forward with compassion for self and all others. There is a willingness to forgive self and all others. And there is that commitment to hold steadfast to truth. And in so doing, moving forward to ensure that each of us is doing our part to create a world that works for everyone. And I am so grateful for this truth that God is all there is. Each of us is a part of it. And its loving presence is available to us right here, right now. And in this deep gratitude, I release my word into the activity and action of the law, that law that always says yes. And together we say, and so it is. Mm. Thank you, everyone, for being here. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. 
allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.